Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with legendary jazz Hammond B3 organist, trumpeter, and vocalist Joey DeFrancesco. We caught up with him about his tasty new 2021 CD called More Music. On this new offering, he supplements his organ virtuosity with trumpet, piano, keyboard, vocals, and for the first time, he uses the tenor sax. After a year of pandemic lockdown with stages dark and nightclubs shuttered, Friends and families kept at social distance and political and social tensions raging. The one thing that we could all use is more music, and that's what Joey gives us. He was born into a musical family that included three generations of jazz musicians in Philadelphia and emerged in the 1980s, starting his onset of a musical renaissance. It's a great story. Enjoy. I love the new album, man. I always really have enjoyed your work, but this new album is wonderful as well, man. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And and in a career of first, this has to be probably one of the first times that you released an album during a global pandemic and still kind of that shroud of ambiguity that's going on over everything. So how does it feel, you know, with such limited access to fans for the last year and a half to have new material out there? Uh, it feels great. You know, and we went into the studio in January of this year. Everything was going on full blown. So we just decided, you know, to safely get it done, and we did, and it was such such a great experience for everyone. You know, it just meant every every note meant something, and uh, it always does. But you know, like you said, this is a very special time with all these different things happening. So we got in the studio and we laid it down, and it felt really wonderful to do that. I guess my next question is, you know, during this time of quarantine and lockdown and limited access to fans. I think all artists and all humans, for that matter, have had to kind of look within and, and have a mirror in front of them and figure some things out. What did you figure out about yourself during this time? And maybe you didn't realize before that's going to make you stronger as you reemerge, not only with an album, but with live shows. Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, for the past 33 years and even before that, I've been a, a professional musician playing, always playing. Music has always been a huge part of my life and touring and recording and doing all the all, all of these activities you know at first it was a shocker that wow we're not going to go on the road you know in fact my last date that i did was right before the lockdowns march 15th i played blues alley in dc and it was even the last gig that they had you know 2020 you know I, at first it was like wow you know what's happening and like everybody else we thought it was going to be a couple weeks and we'd be back at it you know <laughs> but that's not how it turned out to be and at the same time you know over the past decade or so you know being more aware of you know, your surroundings and being present about the current situation with your life and, and you know the spiritual aspects of life have been happening more and more as I mature you know I was already in a place with that so to be able to have time off and get more into that and continue to play more music and write music. So I realized, well, this is a break. It turned out to be, in spite of, you know, what was happening, it turned out to be a very positive situation to be home and to just uh, get it together that way and work on music And because I haven't been home like that for 33 years, you know, for that extended period of time. I guess that's the other part of this that I've heard from a lot of musicians. I mean, as much as there's been such heartache that's gone into this process of all of our lives being 
you know, turned upside down. I think for a lot of musicians like you that did nothing but tour for a long time, and even you, you broach on spirituality and just, you know, maturing over the years, it had to be somewhat refreshing to feel as though, you know, in, in an uncontrollable situation, you could control the fact that you could finally slow down and breathe a little bit. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, uh, in 2018, at the end of 2018, I started really exploring playing the tenor saxophone, you know, so it gave me a whole basically year to get more into that. I mean, I shed every day anyway, whether I'm on the road or, or I'm home. Being home is a completely different situation. And um, so I was able to get into more of that, you know, and, and learn more about that. And just a lot of good things. I'm curious, you know, going to the beginnings of your life, I'm always curious with prolific musicians, what was that moment or that live show for you that made you think, man, this is what I want to do with my life? The very first time I sat in with my father's band when I was five years old at a club that he was playing at that was not very far from the house. And I played and I walked in, just walking in and hearing the being in the room with him and his group and hearing that sound inside a room. And then when I played, I just, that was it for me. I knew I wanted to do that the rest of my life. So I guess that's the thing. Was there anything else that was on your radar or was it always music, always being a musician? No, there was nothing else on my radar. I mean, there's technical aspects of instruments and things like that that have always fascinated me in technology. And uh, I was into, you know, little side things, cameras, photography. Uh, you know, I had a go-kart when I was a kid. I was, you know, into cars, things like that. But nothing took the focus away from the fact that I knew that I was all music. So, you know, with this album here, you know, even with albums before this, as you evolved and, 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 and things change over time, what do you ultimately want the listener to get from this experience? What's kind of the overarching idea of what you hope a listener gets with the plethora of options that people have? When they download your album or buy it, what do you want them to get? I want them to feel good. The most important thing for me is when you're listening to the music that it takes you someplace where you could just feel great. That's my main goal. I think if you're true to yourself as an artist, as a musician or whatever you do, and you're not trying to guess what to do to make people enjoy themselves and just give the, the honest representation of what you are trying to do, I think that's the best way to do it. And everything I do is what I really want to do. There's nothing contrived about it. And I think that comes out in the music because there's so much joy in what I do, I, for me personally. And I can only hope that that translates over to the listener. With this project in particular, obviously I'm you know doing a little more because I added the saxophone. I've always played trumpet. I've been playing trumpet for 30 years. But there's still a lot of people that don't realize it. And uh, so I played a little more on this record, and I wrote tunes that, you know, lent themselves to explore those possibilities a little more. And then having an instrumentation, you know, with an, another organist so that I can actually play these instruments is a little bit more uh, proficiently So I, because I don't have to play the trumpet with one hand. Now I could play it, and I could stand up and play it and um, be able to play some piano because there's another keyboardist that understands playing bass lines with his left hand, right? So he can take that duty over and I can play the keyboard, play the piano, electric piano, whatever. 
or one of my horns. And then when we want that traditional organ trio format with the guitar, organ, and drums, Lucas also plays wonderful guitar. So it's just, it's an endless possibility for me musically. And then the whole point of this record also is because coming out of all of these things that are happening, you know, that's the title right there, more music. I think that's exactly what we need is more music because nothing heals better than music. You know, the one thing about this lockdown that we've all gone through, it's almost like it happened so abruptly and it just kind of snuck up on all of us. It was almost like a bad breakup. You almost romanticize certain things. Like I think about the last show I saw before this all shut down and I saw Bill Frizzell. I took my wife to the local art museum here and I remember her asking, it was March 3rd. She was like, what's this show going to be like? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cats where I could be like, all right, this is what's going to happen. But I was like, I have no idea. So my point, my question, I guess, to you is this. During this time when there was such a long absence from live music and you were totally, you know, you've done this your whole life, were there any memories, moments, kind of anything that really struck you that like, man, I missed that, or I remember that time in that city or that moment? Anything like that, did that happen for you? Well, those kind of moments, even, you know, through normal times, always come up because I've had the incredible opportunities. I've been very fortunate to play with with so many great musicians, and I have fun on every gig. You know, every gig is a blessing. There's so many of those moments that, you know, it's hard to, like, pinpoint one in particular. But, you know, of course you think about those all the time and those are precious and you know it's it's not just a bandstand it's the other things that happen while you're out touring and seeing other things being all these exotic places you know and appreciating that so you know we have, we have a lot of uh there's a lot there in the, in the uh what do you call it? the hard drive to <laughs> to to reflect on you know well, and speaking of being able to gig with so many people, so many legends and luminaries, over the years, what have you learned from them, like by osmosis or even through direct learning, that you in turn have tried to teach younger cats that you're around? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the things I took from musicians, I've been, it's been cool because I've caught a lot of these cats in a time where they've mellowed out, you know, because you hear the stories about them and you're like, wow, it's amazing that, you know, this person had that type of personality or whatever. You know, by the time I got to some of these cats, they've cooled out and they, and they were just a happier place in their lives and they could have a better attitude about things. I learned different things from some of them. And then the, what I learned too is to watch if somebody, you know, what makes the musicians that work for you comfortable. You should never put somebody that plays with you in an uncomfortable position because it stifles the, the creativity, you know, and we're always working on that. You know, there's certain things you want out of a musician. When you first hear somebody, you'll hire them because you like what they do. You're not looking to change what they do, but you get to know people more by working with them, and there's little things that you might expect or not expect. So as you mature as a musician and also as a human being, you're opening up to more ways to be patient with people and also to learn from something just because something isn't exactly how you wanted it. Maybe it's because you need to learn more yourself about what they did or why they approached something that way. 
And the greatest musicians, I mean, hanging out with Billy Hart, for example, drummer, he's been, he's 80, well, he'll be 81 years old. He looks like he's about 40 years old. Well, he's played with all the greats when these greats were in their prime. And he's still on the cutting edge of what he does. You think, well, this is one of the greats. And he keeps learning. He's always about learning. He goes and sees every drummer, everything that's going on. He wants to check everything out for more knowledge, more knowledge. And I think that's an incredible lesson to all of us. You know, you can't get complacent because there's way too much to learn. We're always working on this. You know, every day you wake up, you have the chance to create something, create something that people get to listen to and enjoy. What's been the greatest joy for you every day waking up as a professional musician? What do you like the best about this process? Yeah, excited to hear the sound of what, what, what you're going to come up with every day. Yeah, when you wake up, because everything you do, when you have your coffee and you're listening to nature and watching birds and things fly around and all of that, you hear a little tweet or something, everything's an inspiration. You know, and these are things I heard people say when I was younger. I thought people were crazy, you know, <laughs> but it's a fact. You know, we live out here in the desert, so we go for a hike, and it's I'm hearing all kinds of different music the whole time that's going on. So I'm just excited to hear what's going to happen the next day, you know, and see what's going to happen and, and try to figure out a way to harness that into my music. You know, you've had a lot of accolades and, and awards over your career, and I don't want to know what your favorite one was, but maybe when you were starting out or gaining steam, what award surprised you the most? It kind of threw you for a loop and really humbled you. You know, to be honest with you, I never, I'm honored about all those those accolades, and, and you know, the acknowledgement is really, um, it's very, uh, it's an honor. But I never think about that. I just play and whatever comes, you know, I just play my music and love playing. And um, and I'm very happy and I feel fortunate too that a lot of those things have happened. But at the same time, I don't think anybody really thinks about those. You know, we're appreciative of it. We appreciate it and it's, it's an honor. But I don't think it's it's never the driving force behind what you're doing. So let's say tonight you have a dream. You run into yourself around the time you were really starting out in the music business, and you could give yourself one piece of advice. And this is by no means a regret, regret question. This is accumulating wisdom over years and years in this profession. And you could give your younger self one piece of advice. What would it be? If I could give my younger self one piece of advice, I think it would be have a better handle on who's running business things for you. You know, that was, I was never, I didn't pay attention enough to that. I didn't have the proper, you know, like I just did whatever I wanted to do. And sometimes you need a little more guidance. And I'm talking about record deals and things like that. And, you know, your approach, I mean, I'm just going to play the music and I'm going to play it, you know, as good as I can and all those kind of things. And that's going to, and, and, and that has carried, that'll carry it to a point. But, you know, it's business decisions. I would pull my coat if I could go back. That would, you know, basically that's probably the main thing. You got to find people that you trust to run things for you, you know. Yeah. And sure. I just didn't pay attention enough to that. So everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your very large fan base, but you yeah. ultimately live your life. You have a perception of who you are. Who yeah. do you think you are? Oh man. Well, I mean, I just, 
I, I try to be, you know, a good person and play my music and create some good for the world, create happiness, you know, for everybody to enjoy music and help them heal while they're listening to it. And, you know, I do the best I can and I try to grow every day and learn more. I mean, it's a never-ending process with music and also with writing. You're always learning and trying to better yourself. Right on, man. I can attest to that. I love your music. Joey, thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. My pleasure. I thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Philadelphia, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Joey for his time, music, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.